1: them from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I don't need to bring any guests on to discuss these matters, ladies and gentlemen. I've been a guest on Fox and on radio all weekend long, all day long. Why? We're going to get into this. I've got some, uh, I think, good little surprises for you, Mr. Producer. After David Padarouche has given you the heads up, let me know that we link to that item, would you? That's one of them, which doesn't mean anything to you folks yet. Number two, probably by tomorrow evening when I'm on the air, I have a big announcement, a second big announcement. A second big announcement. My first one is no collusion. All right, I'm just kidding. We already know that. Now, lots of what I said on this program Friday, what I said on Fox Saturday, what I said on Fox Sunday is being repeated. And this is the thing. It's going to sound like I'm repeating what other people say. Trust me, I'm not. Trust me, I think for myself. Those of you in my audience, you know it. And this is why on my social media, I took a very strong shot at Mr. Mueller, who's being praised left and right and should not be. And I know conservatives in radio and I know my brothers and sisters at Fox like to cite a former professor from Harvard as if that gives them some kind of credence. But we made the point here and we made it first. Mr. Mueller did some very unethical things. And he doesn't deserve to be praised the way he's being praised. Now, you've probably heard this since on talk radio and on TV and so forth, but let me reiterate my points. Number one, he's the man who ordered SWAT teams on Manafort and Stone. That was unacceptable. Unacceptable. He's the man who basically destroyed Lieutenant General Mike Flynn's life, who was set up by Stroke and Comey, he did that. And he's also the man who waited months when he could have gone to a microphone and told the American people, and I pointed this out over the weekend, that there's no collusion. But he didn't. He could have. There's nothing in any rule or law that says he couldn't, but he didn't. Why did he do that? Now, I would also add Obama. We've talked about this before. All roads go through the Obama White House. The Obama White House had to know lots of what was going on. The Obama White House ruled with an iron fist over the departments and agencies. Loretta Lynch reported to Obama. Comey reported to Obama. Not formally, but they, t- they spoke to him. Brennan was a buddy of his. Clapper. And to the rest of the malcontents and miscreants. And nobody questions Obama. I mentioned this a year ago. Where is Obama today? How does he escape complete uh, scrutiny? I mean, the least you can say is it was his administration that was out of control, but we know he knew more. Now, how do we know as a matter of fact that he knew more? Because two years ago when I put a lot of this together, I was relying on what? Published media reports. And the White House gets a thick document at least twice a day Of published media reports involving the administration. I don't get that packet. I went in and I did my research. That's how I came up with those exhibits demonstrating that the President of the United States was being spied on, or his campaign was, or Trump world was. That's why they got their FISA warrant, which I also mentioned. How did I know? Because it was in a newspaper months earlier. It was a leak, the leaks coming from the FBI, the leaks coming from Comey and McCabe and Baker and Stroke and the rest of them, the leaks coming from the Justice Department. And I knew they had to be coming from the FBI and the Justice Department. Where in the world else could they be coming from? Where else could they be coming from? And I can tell you from my own experience of serving among the highest positions at the Justice Department. If you're going to get a FISA warrant that involves the opposition presidential campaign in some way, you're going to let the President of the United States know about it. You don't expect him to be surprised about it. There's a lot to get into here. Why is it that Brennan, Comey, and Clapper, after they all left government, were incessantly in the media trying to take out this president? Because they were carrying forward what they had done when they were in the government. That's why. That's why. This was, and still is, the greatest domestic scandal in American history. And that part, the greatest scandal in American history, that is, the launching of this criminal investigation... The endless media reports, we'll get to them again later. Trust me. These issues have yet to be fully examined. In fact, they were virtually ignored at CNN and MSNBC by the Washington Post and the New York Times. You want to know why? Because the perpetrators were leaking to their media friends. And their media friends were covering for them. Because the media, we're all in. Because the media today is not practicing freedom of the press. It's practicing propaganda, and worse. Robert Mueller failed us. He failed us by sitting on the fact that there was no collusion long after he knew it. Robert Mueller failed us on the obstruction issue. Now, what am I talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I talked about this over the weekend, too, so now it's being repeated again. I'm sorry. It's just very annoying, but I'll do it. Let's do it this way. On Friday, while I was on the air and the matter began to break about the report being sent from Mueller to Barr, in part, here's what I said. Cut one, Mr. Producer, go. I think back, what did the Mueller prosecutors want to do with the president? They wanted to question him. And question him about what? Questions related to obstruction. Stop right there. This is before we ever saw the bar letter which came out on Sunday to the chairman of these various committees in Congress. Just a matter of logic, thinking it through. Questions related to obstruction. This was my concern of sorts, that this is where Mueller would put his marker. Go ahead. Questions related to the firing of Jim Comey, questions related to uh, Michael Flynn and his discussion, the president's with Comey about Flynn and so forth. There were several dozen questions they wanted to pose to the president surrounding this issue of obstruction. I'm not betting on this. I'm just giving you my best thinking on this. I'm in the dark completely. And unlike all these other people, I'm telling you I'm in the dark completely. But people keep asking me, what do I think? I think this is where they will try and slap or hammer the president. I hope I'm wrong. It's not something I'm rooting for. It's not something I'm certain about in any respect. I don't know how many more caveats I can provide. But they kept pursuing that doggedly. They wanted to interview the president about that. And they could put language in there. That he was not forthcoming, that he would not assist, that he made multiple contradictory statements and things of that sort, which the media and the Democrats will hang their hats on. So this is one area that concerns me. It doesn't concern me as a constitutional or legal matter. It concerns me as a political matter because I, I think that Nancy Pelosi is a liar, that she's a fraud, and she'd be more than happy to try and lead impeachment efforts against the President of the United States. Well, there you go, folks. Right on the target. Right over the target. Now, what of this Mueller and his report and his comment in the report? What of what of Mueller? The investigation did not. There's a quote: "The investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government." in its election interference activities. So good on collusion, which was the whole basis for this entire scheme, this entire fraud. But what about an obstruction? Special counsel states, quote, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it does not exonerate him. Two things. He's a prosecutor. He doesn't decide if somebody's committed a crime. He charges people that he believes might have committed a crime. He also does not exonerate people. You either charge them or you don't. That's the jury's job. But you see what he did with that language? What Mr. Muller did there was utterly unethical. Now that fat slob Carl Bernstein on CNN who keeps coughing up his dinner in his brains every time he speaks likes to talk about Watergate John Dean is still suspicious John Dean a little pencil neck is a complete sleazeball in my humble opinion and there he is next thing you know CNN will hire Michael Cohen from prison to give his comments two men who have been disbarred or will be soon in the latter case Let's go to Watergate, ladies and gentlemen. I've meant this. I mentioned this all over Fox, and I need to mention it here because you you have a life over the weekend, and you're probably not glued to t v all weekend. There was a gentleman by the name of Leon Jaworski. He was the second what they called then special prosecutor in the white in the uh, Watergate matter. They were not operating under the Independent Counsel Act, under the Independent Counsel Act. You're required to put this thorough report out, very comprehensive, make recommendations, even, even highlight something that might be impeachable. Well, Congress decided later they didn't like that, smartly, and they dropped it. So reports are supposed to be very limited. So the Mueller report was supposed to be akin to the Jaworski report. And the vast majority of the Watergate report was under seal until a couple of years ago. Under seal. Since the 1970s. And the Democrats want the full report that was delivered to the Attorney General. Well, you don't get the full report. Well, you know, 80% of the people we poll... Excuse me, this is a justice system. We don't do polls about the rule of law. We don't do polls about justice. We don't do polls about criminal prosecutions. The media are nuts. But we know that already. If 99.9% of the American people want to see the full report... Too damn bad. It's not up for a vote. This isn't the Roman Coliseum. Thumbs up, thumbs down. This is a republic, damn it. And we have a rule of law, not a mob. Who gives a damn what Nancy Pelosi wants to see or Chuck Schumer demands? Follow the rules. They don't. Mr. and Mrs. Nullification. Now when we come back, I will tell you what Mr. Mueller was supposed to do when it came to this phony issue. Phony issue of, of obstruction and why he really didn't do it. Because he's a coward in the end, legally speaking. I'll be right back. Mark in. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimis absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimis.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's EDU. Welcome to Hillsdale. Get to the Watergate issue uh, after the break. We don't have enough time this segment. Mueller sat on his knowledge, firsthand though, that there was no collusion. He had to know this months ago, months ago. And he sat on it. Why did he sit on it? Why did he sit on it, Mr. Producer? Why did he sit on it, Mr. Call Screener? Did he sit on it to affect the midterm elections? Is there any doubt at least some people voted for the Democrats? Because they believed what they were hearing day in and day out from the propaganda media? That the Russians colluded with our president? That our president was a spy? That our president was a sellout? That our president was this? That our president was that? Think of any absolute insane conspiracy theory and it was all reported as news or commentary or was it news or was it commentary Mr Muller has explaining to do not to nadler not to the democrats but to we the people he had to conclude that there was no collusion months ago months ago now he drops this obstruction smoke bomb in his report apparently requiring the attorney general to deal with it and we've heard things like he should have made a decision either prosecute or don't but don't just drop it in there he did make a decision he didn't prosecute why didn't he why didn't he try to charge the president of the United States with obstructing justice, other than the fact, of course, that you can't indict a sitting president. But why didn't he do what Andrew Napolitano said he must have done, a secret sealed indictment, which, of course, didn't occur either? What secret sealed indictment? There was none. Well, why not? Why didn't Mr. Mueller, the greatest prosecutor ever, the the, the world has ever known, The straightest arrow the world has ever seen. Why didn't he subpoena the President of the United States to appear before the federal grand jury and to force him to testify about obstruction? Why didn't he do that, ladies and gentlemen? I'll tell you why he didn't do it. Two reasons. There was no obstruction because he couldn't meet the probable cause and specific intent standard. And number two, he would have lost. All the way to the Supreme Court. That's why this issue is never adjudicated. And then he sits there in his report and he says, well, you know, I'm not really in a position to exonerate. Exonerate? That's not your job to exonerate. And I noticed no subpoena of the President of the United States because he would have lost. He was a coward. That's why he put it in the report and did nothing more with it. Now, I've got more. Stay with me. I'll be right back. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions.
2: Mark Levin,
3: tough as hell.
2: That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love them
4: Call in now 877-381-3811 A
0: lot of people want to talk about politics As it applies to this I want to talk about justice I understand there's politics We deal with that But not in lieu of justice There are very important principles here Why is it That grand jury information is not to be released Anybody know? because when an individual is subpoenaed to appear before a grand jury their grand jurors their prosecutors and the witness the witness may not bring an attorney with him or her the witness may not be represented by anybody it's an investigative tool of the prosecution the prosecutor controls the grand jury That's exactly why for decade after decade after decade after decade as a matter of federal law information presented to a grand jury is never to be made public unless the prosecution goes to a federal judge and makes the case for making it public and gets a specific court order. We abandon that then all of us. Can be subjected to this. Think it through. Number two, why are not FBI Agent 301 reports, their notes, their raw notes, to be released to the public? And that includes Congress. What's that all about? Because agents take notes. They might be wrong, they might be right, whatever their notes are. The goal is to ensure that the person who is targeted by the federal government has their rights protected. And so, again, that's simply the notes of FBI agents, none of which has been tested or challenged, cross examined or whatever you want to say. Number three, classified information. Why isn't that just released willy-nilly? Because you can get people killed. That's one of the reasons. We have spies overseas. We have individuals even here come back here and then go back overseas. We have techniques. We have procedures that if they're released could get people killed again and undermine our national security. Why else is a report by a prosecutor not just released. First of all, prosecutors don't write reports, do they? There are very rare circumstances, such as this one. Why else? Well, I'll read it to you. I'll tell you why else. Because unless somebody's charged, if you release their name as a prosecutor and you give your opinion, you've just undermined over 200 years of American jurisprudence, and more when you take in Western civilization. Leon Jaworski said it best when he issued his Watergate report, the vast majority of which remained under seal till a few years ago. He said the this office, meaning the Special Prosecutor in Watergate, for this office to make public the evidence it gathered concerning the former President Nixon and others, who were not charged with criminal offenses, would be to add another abuse of power to those that led to the creation of a special prosecutor's office in the first place. The federal rules of criminal procedure prohibit the disclosure of information presented to a grand jury except as necessary in the course of criminal proceedings. Most important, in terms of the American constitutional system of government, it is the notion of fundamental fairness for those who, after investigation, have not been charged with any criminal conduct. This consideration is particularly important for a special prosecutor whose independence considerably reduces his accountability and who has to be unusually sensitive to possible abuses of his power. Jaworski went on, very sober man. It is a basic axiom of our system of justice that every man is innocent unless proven guilty after judicial proceedings designed to protect his rights to ensure a fair adjudication of the charges against him. Where no such charges are brought, it would be irresponsible and unethical for a prosecutor to issue a report suggesting criminal conduct on the part of an individual who has no effective means of challenging the allegations against him or of requiring the prosecutor to establish such charges beyond a reasonable doubt. Beyond a reasonable doubt. And the jury in the end gets to decide. We are a unique country with a unique justice system. It applies to the powerful and the not powerful. And that's the way it's supposed to work. I don't particularly care what the mob of the moment has to say. Whether they're Democrats, Republicans, media, independents, it's of no consequence to me. We are a republic. We're not a mobocracy. We protect the individual. The fact that Schumer and Pelosi keep screaming for the entire report, and in fact, they keep screaming for all the underlying information in the report, tells you what this is all about. It's not about justice. It's about destroying an administration and destroying a man. They wanted a special counsel, they got one. Now they want more. Well, they don't get more. We'll see what the Attorney General chooses to do. And so now Mr. Muller is not to be praised for his SWAT tactics, for sitting on the fact that he concluded there was no collusion through the midterm election, by dropping language in a report that violates ethics rules and past practices of special prosecutors and undermines our justice system, And by the way, as I said, has ruined the life of Michael Flynn on the most thin, the thinnest of reeds, the thinnest of reeds. But there's two issues that are unaddressed. The people who perpetrated this, this greatest of scams against the American people and their mouthpieces in the media. Will they be held to account? Now, I'm not campaigning for the government to do anything to the media, because that is a, a Pandora's box. You and I, we believe in freedom of the press. But does the press believe in freedom of the press? When you abuse your special status in this republic, protected by the Constitution itself, the first of the Bill of Rights, When your purpose is to convey accurate information to the American people so they can make decisions about their republic, make decisions about politicians and policies and their own well-being and their own decisions about their own lives, you have a special public trust. It doesn't mean you're perfect, you're not. You're a human being. But if you take that position and you self-identify as a journalist and you use that position to advance an ideology— And that's what it is, to advance an ideology or to advance a single political party. You're not on the opinion side of the ship, you're on the fact, the news side of the ship. When you abuse the newsroom that way, when you abuse journalism that way, when you abuse the American people for whom the First Amendment exists, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, you've done something very dire, you've done something very dark, very evil, We cannot have a healthy, vibrant republic when the press when the press turns into an ideological arm of a single party when the press is dishonest not makes mistakes is dishonest fundamentally dishonest when the press throws in with the government doesn't check the government throws in with the government throws in with corrupt senior FBI officials, throws in with corrupt senior intelligence officials, throws in with corrupt Department of Justice officials, throws in with the Hillary campaign, and the DNC advances a phony dossier with a former British spy who is the source of the information, pulls most of his information off the Internet. What do we do about that, ladies and gentlemen? No. We don't want the government to get involved. <coughs> but there are some questions. For AT&T, which owns CNN. For Comcast, which owns NBC and MSNBC. For all the other massive conglomerates. Who we pay for telephones. Who we pay for cable. We've got a lot of questions. And those of you who are stockholders and have invested in these companies, don't tell me it violates freedom of the press to make sure the newsrooms that you own actually try and report the news. The greatest threat, the greatest danger to freedom of the press in this country today is the press. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Have you ever wished you knew more about how politics and our Constitution work? Could you explain the key differences between capitalism and socialism? Wish you knew more about American history? Well, I have good news for you. It's not too late to learn, no matter how busy you are or how long it's been since you've been in college or high school. And you can do it for free. Because my friends at Hillsdale College as a service to our country have free online courses that provide a taste of the core curriculum that every Hillsdale College student takes. The core that teaches us how to think critically and act virtuously. And it can help you too. Getting started is very simple. Just sign up for one or more of Hillsdale's most popular online courses for free, and you can learn whenever you like. Visit online.hillsdale.edu right now. That's online.hillsdale.edu. Join right now, and you'll be on your way to a rich, meaningful education. Again, that's online.hillsdale.edu. All right, John Carl was on The View today. I I don't know why journalists go on that show with all these yentas on there yelling. I mean, this is part of the problem, is it not? We can't distinguish anymore between journalism and non-journalism. So Megan McCain is a question for him. Cut 15, go. What role
5: does the media have in playing and overselling this? Because I think at this point, we can all agree the media did oversell this to the American public.
6: Well, I, I, and I heard your discussion uh, before I came on. I think there are some questions that need to be asked, and I think that there were some significant mistakes in, in some of the reporting. Uh, but I also think this is a huge story. This is the most significant investigation of a of a president since Watergate. Now
0: let's stop there. That's not true. The Iran Conch investigation went on for seven and a half years. But it is certainly the most phony, fake investigation. There's no question about that. Significant investigation was significant. It was a huge story, ladies and gentlemen. But it was a lie. It was a lie. Go ahead. Investigations ...couldn't have been uh, more,
6: uh, more high stakes. The idea of, uh, of a foreign power, uh, uh, you know, potentially colluding with... But you're uh, just
0: repeating the lies there, pal. Don't you get it? Rather than do real investigative reporting and get behind it, look behind the curtain, or look under the sheets, if you will, you wouldn't do it. You were a mouthpiece. Go ahead. A, a presidential candidate. Now, it turned out
6: that was not the case, uh, but there were significant steps along the way. There, there were a-
0: not significant steps along the way. There were endless insinuations, endless politicization of the process. There were no significant facts along the way. None. None. Everything was twist into a, twisted into a crime. But they weren't crimes. Many of the things didn't even happen. Go ahead. Criminal investigation here.
6: How could reporters not cover that and cover it aggressively and, and, and consistently?
0: I don't know, uh, Jonathan Carl. Did you cover the other part? The provocateurs? How thoroughly did ABC cover? Hillary Clinton and the DNC paying for the dossier that really required litigation by Devin Nunes, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee to get that information ABC didn't get that information ABC didn't care about that information. ABC still doesn't care about that information but then we have the poster boy for defamation Brian Stelter On CNN yesterday. This is one disreputable fraud. Let's hear what he has to say about this outrageous media fail. Cut 16, go.
7: So don't be fooled by the partisans who cherry pick the worst mistakes of individual journalists or the craziest ideas from commentators and claim that's the entire media. How
0: about you, you jerk? You little creep. Two years ago when I set out The basic parameters are what was taking place based on news reports, ladies and gentlemen, from the New York Times, from the Washington Post, from McClatchy, from others. Brian Stelter fought it. Brian Stelter attacked me. Oh, poor Brian was upset. Go ahead. It's all over the Internet. Brian Stelter said you don't know if there was a FICE application I said I'm just basing it on the the reports well you don't know if they're accurate you haven't done any independent reporting I said well you're the reporter why don't you do it it's in the news utterly incurious because he's a liberal democrat hack and he's done damage to freedom of the press like Jim Acosta has done damage to freedom of the press go ahead
7: it's not. We're waiting for the facts, because here is what I know. I mean, you're going to hear this from the right for the next days and weeks to come. The press is... See, basically- you see what I mean? Doesn't he sound like Adam Schiff
0: or Gerald Nadler? Don't you understand, Stelter? You have destroyed whatever little reputation you ever had for any integrity whatsoever. Everybody knows you're in the tank. You're the Walter Durante of CNN. Who's that? I'll get into that down the road. Trust me. We're in for a really cool ride. Trust me on this. He's the Walter Durante of CNN. Of course, there's many of them over there at CNN. I'll be right back. p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I will be on Hannity TV on the Fox News Channel, uh, where we will be discussing some of these things at extraordinary length, as you might imagine. So you heard John Carl of ABC. He didn't learn the lesson that it's time the journalists be journalists. And uh, you didn't hear all of this, Brian Stelter. And I want to circle back to that, if I may, Mr. Producer. Let's go to cut 16. Go.
7: So don't be fooled by the partisans who cherry pick the worst mistakes of individual journalists or the craziest ideas from commentators and claim that's the entire media.
0: You clown, you're one of them. And your whole damn pathetic carbon footprint that you call CNN, a.k.a. the Constipated News Network, filled with these people. This guy's the media analyst. So rather than... Having any circumspection whatsoever, whatsoever, on the guests that they chose, chose purposely to trash the president, to push this narrative, it's you. you. You right-wingers out there, people like me and so forth. We're cherry-picking. We're cherry-picking your entire network, you idiot. Go ahead.
7: We're waiting for the facts because here is what I know. I mean, you're going to hear this from the right for the next days and weeks to come that the press has basically made all of this up to take down President Trump. But the press is just following a trail that Trump created. He has proven time and time again that he cannot be trusted. See? He is so dishonest that even America's allies don't know what to believe.
0: Why is this guy on CNN? Why is he on CNN? He's not a newsman. He's not interested in objective truth. He hates Trump. If you hate somebody or love somebody, you shouldn't be a journalist covering that person. That's a fact. If you're incapable of actually reporting news or information straight, then you shouldn't be in this position. And I'm telling you folks at CNN out, this guy and people like him, they are dragging you down to a point of no return. The damage is becoming irreparable. Irreparable. You can't claim to be a news operation and employ this guy. It's just not possible. Or Don Lemon. Or Chris Cuomo. You folks at AT&T, you better take a look at your little investment over here. You don't own a news operation. You own a propaganda mill for the
7: Democrat Party and the left. That's what you own. Go ahead. He is so unpredictable that his aides sometimes don't know what to say or how to respond. That's the crucial context for whatever comes next.
0: What are you rambling on about, you moron? Now he's moving off topic, you see. Go ahead.
7: Maybe every time he said no collusion, let like more than 231 times so far... Oh, they every- counted
0: it. Isn't that special? And he was right over 231 times, wasn't he? This... This fool, Stelter, and his entire network, CNN, they owe the entire nation an apology. But they're not going to do it because their business model is to appeal to the insane radical leftists. And if they dare to do that, their ratings will be even lower than what they are. Airport radar will have more viewers than CNN. Sonograms
7: will have more viewers than CNN. Go ahead. He said no collusion. He was telling the truth. Maybe that's what Mueller found. If so, that would be a relief for the country. What do you mean, if so? That's what he found. Why
0: isn't it a relief for the country then? And why aren't you concerned that you were part of
7: the propaganda mill? The big lie that went on and on and on. Go ahead. But Trump's daily deceptions have given this country ample reason to be suspicious. It's not
0: about the country suspicious of the president. This is about you. And your colleagues, and your unprofessionalism, and your unethical approach to what are supposed to be objective standards. Now, I know it's impossibly fully objective, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to be fully subjective. Give it a shot, little fella. Go ahead.
7: That is why there is so much noise.
0: Okay, Confucius says. Has there ever been anyone dumber than this guy on TV? I mean, I know there's a lot of them. But this guy in particular, he is dumb. He's destroying his own industry. And then there is this. This is from, what is, oh, the Washington Compost, as you might expect. Somebody named Margaret Sullivan, media columnist. Just like Stelter is the guy who covers the media for CNN. Boy, oh boy, she says it should be no surprise to anyone that President Trump's reaction to the Mueller report is to attack reporters for doing their jobs. See that? They've learned nothing. That's exactly what he's been doing for years. It's a predictable political strategy, an ugly, undemocratic one. That works as a way to feed raw meat to his base. See, you're so stupid. It's just Trump feeding you raw meat. So the fact that the prosecutor they wanted concluded there was no collusion and the fact that the president is very angry about all this is just him feeding you raw meat because you're so damn stupid. And it should be no surprise, she says, that his media echo chamber, now that's pretty hilarious, led by Fox News channel Sean Hannity. Boy, do they hate Fox and do they hate Hannity. If only there wasn't a Fox or a Hannity or a Tucker or Ingram or Fox and Friends. If only they didn't exist, man, we'd have a 100% complete monopoly rather than a 99.999% monopoly, you see. It's calling for the heads of journalists whose work Hannity couldn't begin to emulate, even if given a hundred years. Hannity's never claimed to be a journalist, you moron. Being a journalist now is like, you know, nobody wants to be called a journalist except you phony journalists, because you've destroyed it. As for the rest of the harsh criticism that's being leveled at journalists who dug into the connections between Trump as candidate and president and Russia... It's largely misguided. Fairly typical of this was conservative writer Rich Lowry. He's more than a conservative writer. He runs National Review. Who said the three biggest Lugers, uh, yeah, too losers from special counsel Robert Mueller's report were the media, the media, the media, which he described in a tweet as obsessed and hysterical for two years. Well, that's quite accurate. There are calls for a reckoning on news coverage. All right, then, here goes. Here comes the tough Margaret Sullivan. May I call you Maggie? Would that be offensive? Maggie Sullivan, she says, I reckon that American citizens would have been far worse off if skilled reporters hadn't dug into the connections between Trump's associates, up to and including his son Don Jr. and Russians. That reporting has not been invalidated. What reporting exactly was so crucial exactly? Well, Don Jr. and Kushner, they met with a Russian woman and a few other people. So what? Well, that reporting was crucial. Crucial to what? What took place there? Nothing. Crucial to what? I reckon that the felonious lying to the public about a proposed Trump Tower in Moscow remains a scandal, and that we know about this in large part because journalists were doing their jobs aggressively. What are you talking about? Those are in public records. And nobody ever lied about it. Who lied about it? Well, it's felonious lying. Well, then why wasn't somebody charged with it? She just accused somebody, who's not named, of a felony, who's not been charged. You're pointing out, you're underscoring our point, Maggie Sullivan. May I call you Maggie? I think I will. I reckon that the hard-nosed reporting about former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn roundly denied, you might recall, before it was proved was an early sign of the venality that was to follow. What was proved? He was set up. But what exactly was proved? That he spoke to the Russian ambassador? That's what was proved? Boy, that hard-nosed journalism, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, that came from an felonious leak Maggie felonious leak I reckon that reporting by the Washington Post the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal BuzzFeed, CNN, Bloomberg News and Daily Beast Mother Jones, ProPublica look how she throws these radical rags in there Mother Jones, ProPublica okay go for it and BuzzFeed they've been discredited on multiple occasions and others drove forward a national conversation that needed to happen a national conversation about a lie as Americans saw with their own eyes Trump's bizarre efforts to ingratiate himself with Russian President Vladimir Putin that reporting mattered and provided context you know there's a good piece by Eli Lake a buddy of mine at Bloomberg and maybe Maggie Sullivan can learn from Eli Trump has been very tough on the Ruskies very tough with his sanctions, with his military buildup, and even with his appointments. John Bolton, Pompeo, among others. These are tough guys. These are hawks. And Russia ain't happy about it. Can you show us anywhere, at any point, in any way, Maggie, where Trump has done anything for the Russians? In his capacity as president, what has he done for the Russians? Can anybody name one damn thing? No, they can't. She says, none of this should be forgotten or swept aside now. though no, we don't. Trust me, Maggie. And yes, I reckon that endless speculative threads and the explosions of tiny cannons on Twitter were ridiculous and over the top, and that the cable pundits who made a living off such speculation aren't really journalists anyway. It wasn't just the cable pundits, Maggie. Aren't you a media reporter? What the hell are you? It's important to acknowledge, she writes, The value of the serious journalism, because there's a real risk that news organizations, as news organizations, we take the edges off coverage of this subject. Uh, Coverage of what? Collusion? The New York Times was a disgrace for the last two years. The Washington Post was a disgrace. They got a lot of stuff wrong. Some of it they retracted, most of it they just let slide. CNN was the worst of the bunch. But the so-called mainstream media, of which it is not, doesn't get away with this. No way. She thinks they're, they're being cowed now, you know. And they're going to take the edge off. I don't believe they're going to take the edge off. I believe these are left-wing kooks dressed up as journalists. And they're going to keep it up. And they'll destroy what's left of their reputation, which is very little to begin with. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: surprises i told you about is up now on levin tv our wonderful facebook there it's in front of the paywall or you can go to mark levin show facebook mark levin show twitter uh, let me lower the volume on my computer here but i think you're really going to enjoy this i hope you'll take a listen and view it it's a video at your own leisure your own time but i think this evening would be a great time to do it after the radio show and after i do Hannity. So we spent some time putting this together for you, uh, our wonderful crew and staff at uh, Levin TV and our wonderful folks in radio. We went ahead and put it up. Again, you can go to Levin TV, our, our wonderful Facebook site there, or go to Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, and we hope you will share it with your entire list of friends and folks, and uh, we hope other websites try too. They'll put their. The episode is absolutely free, absolutely free. And it is a special program that we did. Um, And it's about uh, phony collusion, the Democrats and the media kind of sums it up. And the more people you can spread this to, the better, because some people need an education, even liberals and people who are still sitting on the fence and don't quite understand what took place here. It's very, very important that they do. Very important that they do So the media, much of it, have joined the resistance. The resistance not only to Trump, but the resistance to a free press. To a free press. They're acting more like Russia TV than they are like what American journalism used to be like, in my humble opinion. And this is part of the problem. So the Washington Post, through this Maggie Sullivan, rejects any criticism. ABC's John Carl on The View rejects it. Oh, there's a few people out there. We're not talking about a few people. We're talking about a chorus line of so-called journalists. Of course, Brian Stelter, who is the head of the chorus line, he's uh, he's the main rocket. It's an ugly image, but just deal with it. Uh, it's not a... It's a right-wingers who are... It's the right-wingers. It's, it's, it's the right-wingers who out there, the right-wingers. They're all out to get us. In March 2017... We made headlines here, right on this radio program, pointing to the silent coup. That's what I called it. Being perpetuated by the Obama administration's Department of Justice, the Clinton camp, and the media. For two years, this iron triangle pushed the Trump-Russia collusion narrative. And for two years, we have led the battle, you and I, behind this microphone, against it. And with the Mueller report showing no collusion, you and I have been vindicated. Not that we needed it. And now we move on to the next phase of the battle. In Congress. In Congress were the Soviet Democrats, led by Commissar Gerald Nadler. And Commissar Adam Schiff, among others intend to do what they've done with the criminal justice system, turn it on its head. They intend to turn the whole impeachment provision on its head. High crimes and misdemeanors, ladies and gentlemen, and bribery. The president hasn't done a damn thing that requires even an impeachment consideration. Nothing, nothing. What did he do? They put together these arguments you're utterly specious. Now, I know there's a lot of liberals who can't stand our president. I know there's a lot of Democrats, even independents, who can't stand our president. So what? That's your problem. You lost. Fair and square. You can fight it out the next election. I can't tell you how many Democrats in Congress and running for president who I despise because they wish to destroy my country as I know it. They call themselves progressives. They're actually regressives. They're throwbacks. Still, I don't think we should unleash criminal investigations against them, do you? I hope you'll check this out. This was the first little surprise I wanted to give you. Uh, check it out, as I say, it's in front of the paywall, it's absolutely free, but it really does try to sum up what's taken place here. Uh, and, and you're the participants, because you've been the listeners to the program. And then the next surprise I hope to give to you tomorrow night on this program, assuming everything goes as it's supposed to, but you never know. I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN.
3: The Mark Levin Show, live and national.
0: ...at 877-381-3811. X-Chair! Does your current office chair support you? If you're lucky, maybe it goes up and down and creaks. Compare that to my X-Chair with Dynamic Variable Lumbar Support, or DVL. The X-Chair's DVL provides unbelievably comfortable lumbar support and every part of the chair can be custom-adjusted to fit you specifically. That's why the X-chair is equally supportive and comfortable, whether you're 5 feet 2 inches and 110 pounds or 6 feet 4 inches and 250 pounds. I can comfortably sit for hours in my X-chair, and now, with the introduction of the X-Basic model, there's an X-chair for every body type and budget. Take advantage of X-chair's new financing option and pay as little as 30 bucks a month. Take your comfort and productivity to the next level for less than the cost of a daily cup of coffee. Xchair is on sale now for $100 off. Here's what you do. Go to xchairlevin.com. That's n.com Or call their toll-free number. 1-844-4-Xchair. 1-844-4-Xchair. Xchair comes with a 30-day, no questions asked, guarantee. Of complete satisfaction. I don't believe it gets any better than that, ladies and gentlemen. Go to xchair.com and use code XWheels, and you'll receive a free set of the new XWheels with your chair. But the way to get started, get the chair. It'll change your life, all for the better. xchairlevin.com or give us a call at 1-844-4XChair. Mr. Producer, how about a really good caller? Do we have one pro or con? Yes, who is it? Minnesota. Minnesota. W-E-S-M. Caleb, how are you? W-D... What is it? WDSM. I apologize, Caleb. Go right ahead, my friend.
5: Oh, great. Yes, Mark. Yes. Uh, The whole thing with the fake news. Uh We've seen it from CNN. We've seen it from MSNBC. Uh We have total sleazebags that continue to disrespect the president, to disrespect his family. And I'll tell you what, as as a good, faithful, strong believer in the Constitution, I made it out to CPAC this year. I was able to see your speech. I was able to see the president's speech.
0: No, I didn't give a speech. My beautiful wife interviewed me.
5: That was it. Yeah, but anyways, uh, you yes, and your it's... wife really did a really did a fantastic job. And the president's two and a half hour speech.
0: Wow.
3: The
5: the whole the whole fake news, MSNBC, mm-hmm. CNN, they're going off at the handle. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, President Trump bashes this, he bashes that, he does this. They don't have a single darn thing good to say about the president. When he's campaigning, what does he say? I'm going to refix, or I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to uh, re, reinstate the military with the funding that they need. Boom. He did
0: that. Well, How let me just be- say this. He gave a great speech. Everyone there loved it. There's not another politician in this country who could speak for two, two and a half hours without anybody leaving. I mean, everybody was was sitting on the edge of their seat, and he was hilarious, he was serious, he was substantive, he was all those things, which is what most politicians are not. They only have one way.
5: I mean, you look at all these Democratic candidates that are up into the race, too. I mean, besides jumping up on a table every other pit stop you make to go make a campaign speech, you know, these people don't have anything. The only thing they have is negative things to say about the president, and the negative things uh, that they're saying are completely false and they're completely assholes.
0: They all right, my friend, I appreciate your call. Let us go to Jerry Passaic, New Jersey. The great W. A. B. C. Go, Mark. I'm happy that this
3: thing is open, but as far as I'm concerned, there really needs to be there really needs to be consequence. I want to see mm-hmm. all these networks and a lot of these reporters, and if it's humanly possible. Sue a lot of these politicians, have them lose their damn license, and
0: basically... Hold on, hold on, hold on. It doesn't work that way. Uh, Networks don't have licenses. Stations have licenses. Cable stations don't have any licenses. That would be network... I'm just explaining it to the whole country. So people have ideas, I'm just explaining why it won't work. That's number one. Number two, you can't just sue them uh, under our defamation law. There are court decisions that, that... make determinations about how you can sue people, whether you can sue people. But I think the problem is, as the left likes to say, systemic, don't you? We have a systemic problem, and the systemic problem, you know what, I'll get into more of this in the days ahead. The systemic problem is the lack of professionalism almost across the board with a handful of exceptions. That goes to journalism schools, that goes to the corporations that that own these newsrooms, that goes to the executives who run them that goes to uh these these uh, journalist associations and how they conduct themselves i mean the perfect example is that washington correspondents dinner that's like a roman circus it's it it is a grotesque display of uh of of what the media have become and uh they're so out of touch they don't even recognize what they've become all right my friend thank you for your call let's Continue. Andrew, Portland, Oregon. The great Mark Levin app. Go.
3: Mark, you may have touched on this before, and if so, I apologize. But I think you've said that collusion in this instance is not a crime. Others have said it, too. And the fact that it was a fake dossier, you've got it all started. Why is, aren't all the convictions of uh, Papadopoulos and, and the rest of them thrown out as
0: being fruit of the poisonous tree? Because fruit of the poisonous tree is this. Let's say I plant drugs in your car. And then um, uh, you're prosecuted for that. Uh, and And then you commit a process crime. You lie about it. Fruit of the poisonous tree would be that misconduct, plus everything connected to it, should be thrown out. The investigation of the collusion was not a crime or not an offense in and of itself. So everything from it, everything that flows from it can't be thrown out. Do you understand what I'm saying?
3: Uh, sort of.
0: Fruit of the poisonous tree is a phrase that came out of a Supreme Court decision. So in other words, unless um, the Mueller investigation was a criminal enterprise in and of itself or somebody did something that was criminal, some prosecutor committed some kind of an act or something like that, there is no fruit of the poisonous tree. Okay. All right. See what I mean? All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. I hate to disappoint. Judy, New York, New York, the great WABC. Go.
8: Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for shining a light on Mueller. I want to tell you something because nobody is, and the the angle that you're taking is perfect. And I think it's perfect that you're shining light on Mueller because he's the one that did this whole investigation. I would have done it for much less, uh, but I want to tell you something. I don't understand this, uh, Mark. You know, if he's an investigator and he's looking at the dossier, don't you think he would have come to the conclusion that it's a fake dossier? If he's such a great investigator, or that they were lying to the FISA court? You with it? you make
0: a very important point. He had to work really, really hard not to move in that direction, didn't he?
8: I don't know what he did. I don't, I don't
0: know, but as a practical matter, he had to move he had to work very very hard not to follow that line of investigation.
8: I don't know how he couldn't. I don't know how he couldn't cuz Well,
0: because the Rosenstein uh, memo was very limited it was limited to the Trump campaign.
8: But the Trump was in dossier. That whole dossier had to do with Trump. He had shoot investigation. It, okay,
0: listen. I'm just telling you the facts. You don't have to agree with the outcome. He limited the investigation. To when it came to Russia, to the Trump campaign, whether there was any collusion, you're saying, "Well, he should have looked into the dossier. He should have done that." I said, "I agree with you," but Mr. Rosenstein gave him a reason not to.
8: I hear you, Mark. Let me ask you a question, because yes. I, you know, Congressman Nadler is my congressman in Manhattan. Congratulations. I, oh yeah, <laughs> I gave, I heard him on Chuck Todd, and I, I thought I was going to throw up. Excuse me. I picked up
0: the. Well, phone. Wait a minute! Because of Chuck Todd or Nadler or both?
8: Probably both. But Nadler, yes. are you kidding me? He's sitting there saying that he's going to continue to uh, obstruction because he fired cause President Trump fired Comey, and I left him a message. I said a lot of beautiful things to him, but one of them was, "Excuse me, wasn't it your friend Rosenstein who recommended to fire Comey, and that President Trump gave Comey at least four months of a chance?" And everybody hated Comey. He why, don't, why, don't,
0: why don't you ask if all the Democrats who called for Comey's resignation or removal, uh, if they should all resign, too. Thank you, Judy. I appreciate it. Chris, Breckenridge, Colorado, XM Satellite. Go. Mark Levin, how are you doing today? All right. How are you, sir? I'm
3: doing very well. I just want to pass this along to uh, you know it. I'm sure you feel it. And all your listeners need to go back and read Liberty and Tyranny and, and Men in Black. And, and you are at a per- perfect point in time right now. The president, uh, you got his ear. And you already know this has happened many, many times in other republics. It's happening in ours, and it's happening in your lifetime. So we're not having to go back and look at your books later. You are here, and it is now. And mm-hmm. I just, uh, hey, God moves in a wonderful way. And uh, God bless you, and, and uh, thank you for what you do. Aren't you
0: kind, Chris? Thank you, buddy. I appreciate your very kind words. That's very, very nice of you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know we're not supposed to do this. Let's try something, shall we? Let's put ourselves in Donald J. Trump, the President of the United States. Let's put ourselves in his shoes over the last two, two and a half years with reporters going on air or writing about the likely indictment of your son, Donald Jr., or the possible indictment of your son-in-law, Jerry Kushner. Put yourself in his shoes. That the President of the United States was a spy, reports said. Or he sold out to the Russians. Imagine hearing stuff like this every single day when you get up in the morning and you go to bed at night. Every single day. Coming from news organizations. And on top of that, you're a racist you're a homophobe, you're a xenophobe, so many things, I don't even know what they mean. You're a misogynist, you're an anti-Semite, oh, and did I say a white supremacist? On top of all the rest. The same so-called news organizations that were pushing, not just giving voice to, pushing this scam on the American people to try and drive down the president's ratings have pushed all the other scams. I read to you the transcript of what the president said at that press event involving Charlottesville I was the first with you several weeks ago to read the whole damn thing he never praised the Nazis the neo-Nazis or the Klan he never said there's good people with the Klan or the neo-Nazis and why would he that would be insane and he certainly did not and yet they keep pushing that narrative that's your media I'll be right back Mark A recent study shows Americans are sleeping less than ever, even though lack of sleep <clears throat> ruins your performance and impacts your relationships. well, I've got some good news for you because how you sleep, At night is all the folks at Bowl and Branch think about. I really want you to listen to this. They want you to get the best night's sleep possible. So they created the softest, most comfortable, 100% pure organic cotton sheets in the world. I know because we use them. We use them. Hundreds of thousands of Americans sleep better thanks to Bowl and Branch. And all their products, from the signature soft sheets, to the cozy throw blankets, to their plush towels are designed with you in mind and made the right way, not the easy way. They want you to love your Bowling Branch purchase. And by the way, I know you will. So they will give you a 30-day risk-free trial. A 30-day risk-free trial. Have you ever heard of anything like this? On sheets? On throw blankets? On plush towels? Bowling Branch is offering you, my listeners, in addition, $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping. 50 bucks off your first set of, set of sheets plus free shipping plus 30-day risk-free trial at com. but you have to use the promo code MARK. So I really want you to jump in right now. Go to Bowl and Branch B-O-L-L, com. promo code MARK for $50 off. Fifty dollars off. That's bowlandbranch.com promo code. Mark, folks, you have nothing to lose. You get a thirty day risk free trial. And I love these sheets. We love these sheets, and I know you will too. And they do make a difference when you are trying to sleep. People say, "How?" Well, you can have flannel sheets. You can have a certain type of cotton sheets. You can. Have it matters. It matters. And Bowl and Branch has perfected it. They're the perfect sheets. B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code MARK. Plus, you get 50 bucks off your first set of sheets. Plus, it's a 30-day risk-free trial. Plus, plus what else? Shipping. Go for it, folks. Now's the time. House committee chairman demand full Mueller report by April 2nd deadline, says our Soviet Politburo in the House of Representatives. We want it all by April 2nd, damn it. The whole report, the grand jury information, the 301s from the FBI, we want it all. Classified information, and not only that, we want all the underlying documents that the prosecution used. Ladies and gentlemen, the Trump administration should fight it all the way to the Supreme Court, and they'll win. Why? Separation of powers. Separation of powers. The executive branch conducts criminal, excuse me, criminal investigations, not Congress. Congress is supposed to appropriate and legislate, and they can't even legislate. We have so many things going on in this country that need attention. Social Security is bankrupt in 2034. Say the trustees. Medicare is bankrupt sooner. We've got open borders. We've got... Tens of thousands of people coming in here illegally every month. We've got an electrical grid that's not protected. Folks, we can go on and on and on here. And when you have six committees of the House of Representatives focused on trying to destroy the president and his family and his businesses, something's wrong. You are not supposed to use the House of Representatives it's a political arm, and oppo- opposition research entity of the Democrat Party. Those are our tax dollars. Those are our resources. You know, uh, Nancy Pelosi held an emergency meeting over the weekend when this report was delivered to Barr. They all put their heads together, the Sixth Committee Chairman and Nancy Pelosi, and they came up with a negative seven IQ. They all put their very substantial heads together, empty as they are, and they came up with a plot. We will demand everything by April 2nd. If we don't get it, we'll call cover-up. And we expect every Democrat in the House, every Democrat in the Senate, every Democrat running for president to use exactly the same three or four talking points. What do they have to hide? Transparency. And this is what some of my friends are worried about politically. It's said, no, sure it is. You explain to the American people these are the same individuals who perpetrated this fraud on this country. These are the same individuals who caused millions and millions of dollars to be spent on chasing the end of a uh, railroad train. I was going to say chasing tail, but that may come across poorly, Mr. Producer, so I won't say it. You folks, you understand what I mean. I'll be right back. CNN's Michael Avenatti. Yes, he was CNN's Michael Avenatti. He was on there over a hundred times. It seemed like over a thousand times. CNN loved him. That means producers wanted him to come on the show. That means the head of CNN, Mother Zucker. He wanted uh, Avenatti on the show. They were getting ratings. It became the Avenatti uh, porn show with the porn lawyer and the porn actress uh, and of course, Jake Tapper didn't object, and Chris Cuomo didn't object, and Don Lemonade, or Lem- Dump That. Don Lemon didn't object. Uh, nobody objected. They loved uh, Michael Avenatti. And now it looks like Michael Avenatti could go to prison for decades. To quote the late, great Jake Tapper, He might like prison, if you get my gist. Let's take a look at this from, of all places, the Washington Compost. Michael Avenatti, the high-profile attorney and critic of President Trump, and I would add CNN's favorite lawyer, was arrested today. Charged by federal prosecutors with trying to extort Nike by threatening to level damaging allegations against the athletic apparel company unless it paid him and his clients millions. Old-fashioned shakedown. Simultaneously, federal prosecutors in Los Angeles filed separate charges against Avenatti, a wire fraud and bank fraud, saying uh, he uh, allegedly was taking a client's settlement money and using it to pay expenses for Avenatti's coffee business. Avenatti allegedly concealed that from his client. Now, um, oh. what a guy. CNN knows how to pick him. Jeffrey Berman, the U.S. attorney in Manhattan, said Avenatti dressed up his alleged extortionate demands as legal negotiations, but that doing so violated the law. A suit and tie doesn't mask the fact that at its core, this was an old-fashioned shakedown, said Berman. When lawyers use their law licenses as weapons, as a guise to extort payments for themselves, they're no longer acting as attorney, they're acting as criminals. FBI officials said Avenatti was arrested in Manhattan on Monday as he arrived at an expected meeting with lawyers for Nike. The charges masked the latest and most remarkable chapter in the strange public saga of a California lawyer who had represented Stormy Daniels, an adult film actress, paid to keep quiet during the 2016 presidential campaign about her alleged sexual tryst with Trump several years ago. By, by the way, how did Avenatti get famous? The press made him famous, CNN in particular. Late last year, Avenatti mauled running for president before opting against it. Now that case catapulted Avenatti to cable television news. Why don't they just tell the truth? It was CNN and MSNBC. CNN and MSNBC. But prosecutors now say he threatened to use that platform to commit a crime. Avenatti did not immediately respond to a phone call and text message seeking comment. Authorities charge Avenatti threatened to hold a news conference on the eve of the NCAA college basketball tournament to reveal damaging allegations against Nike unless it paid his client $1.5 million and agreed to hire Avenatti and another lawyer, oh my lord, for $15 million to $25 million to conduct an quote-unquote internal investigation into the purported allegations. Authorities didn't disclose the identity of Avenatti's client or the other lawyer cited in the charging documents. We'll get to him. A representative for Nike did not immediately respond to a me- message seeking comment. The charging document said that Avenatti proposed another alternative to hiring him to conduct an investigation, quote, a total payment of $22.5 million from Nike to resolve any claims the client might have and additionally to buy Avenatti's silence. Unquote. Now, see, folks, this crackpot was a CNN regular commenting on the president. Shortly before the charges were unsealed Monday, Avenatti tweeted that he planned to hold a news conference Tuesday, quote, to disclose a major high school uh, college basketball scandal perpetrated by Nike that we have uncovered, he said. This criminal conduct reaches the highest levels of Nike and involves some of the biggest names in college basketball. We can see what a sleazeball he is right up there with, uh, you know, Michael Cohen. Now, according to a criminal complaint filed by an FBI agent, Abenadi and the other lawyer, identified only as co-conspirator I, held a contentious phone call last week with lawyers for Nike. In that call, Avenatti allegedly told Nike that if their demands were not met, quote, I'll go to take $10 billion off your client's market cap. I'm not blank around, according to the complaint. Avenatti claimed his client had evidence that one or more Nike employees had authorized and funded payments to the families of top high school uh, basketball players and or their families. Attempted to conceal those payments, the complaint said. Nike's lawyers responded, it says, by calling federal prosecutors to report a potential crime in progress smart lawyers federal agents arrange to secretly record subsequent conversations during which they say Avenatti demanded money not just for his client but for himself federal agents arrange to have that done the recording the charges in the New York case are extortion extortion conspiracy transmission of interstate communications with inst- with intent to extort it and conspiracy to transmit interstate communications with the intent to extort. Who knew how many ways you can extort? At one point in the secretly recorded negotiations, a lawyer for Nike noted that he had never been paid the kind of money by Nike that Avenatti was demanding. Court documents say Avenatti allegedly responded by asking whether the lawyer had ever held the blank of a client in your hand when you could take 5 to $6 billion market cap off of them. Daniels, that would be the porn actress, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, dropped Avenatti as her lawyer earlier this year in a statement issued after his arrest. She said she was saddened but not shocked by reports he'd been charged. Avenatti, uh, she said, dealt with me extremely dishonestly. But CNN loved the guy. CNN loved the guy. And the California case... Avenatti is accused of misusing client funds Lying to a bank about his income To obtain loans totally $4.1 million For his law firm and coffee business According to court papers Filed on that case in LA Avenatti negotiated in January A $1.6 million settlement On behalf of an unidentified client But gave that client a bogus settlement agreement With a false payment date Wow this guy is sleazy Avenatti allegedly used his client's money to pay expenses for his coffee business as well as his own expenses, concealing what he'd done from the client tra- uh, official's charge. As part of a long-running investigation into Avenatti's alleged fiscal misdeeds. Officials said he did not pay taxes for several years and owed the Internal Revenue Service 850000 in unpaid taxes plus interest and penalties. This guy wanted to run for president. Can you imagine? There have been collection efforts going on for many, many years, said Nick Hanna, the U.S. attorney in Los Angeles. This investigation was started in the ordinary course. It came up through the IRS with the collection of back taxes. Hanna said the Avenatti case has nothing to do with anything political or with anything else. <coughs> the facts in this case speak for themselves. So it's been tied on multiple crimes on both coasts. And maybe when he comes out of prison, he'll return to his spot on CNN. I'll join Michael Cohen. I'll join uh, John Dean. Just in time to comment about the president's activities. What do you think? Now, who's that other lawyer they're talking about? Do you know who, Mr. Producer? Who's the other lawyer? I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Anyway, or is it home? is Michael Avenatti's co-conspirator it's another CNN contributor who would that be well let's read this story from CNN the, excuse me from uh, what is it the Hollywood Reporter CNN drops Mark Garagos what Mark Garrigos, remember him all during the Whitewater stuff and everything? Democrat hack? Oh, yeah. CNN drops Mark Garagos as contributor after being reported as Michael Avenatti's co-conspirator. Mark Garagos is no longer a CNN contributor, a network spokesman said Monday. CNN has parted ways with legal commentator Mark J. Garagos after multiple outlets reported Monday that he is the unnamed co-conspirator in a criminal complaint filed in New York against the lawyer Michael Avenatti. Mark garrigos a.k.a. Mark Gross, is no longer a CNN contributor, a spokesperson told The Hollywood Reporter this afternoon. According to The Wall Street Journal, citing the complaint Mr. Avenatti and Mr. Garrigos, the alleged co-conspirator, Met with lawyers for Nike in New York on March 19 and threatened to release damaging information unless the company agreed to pay the two lawyers millions of dollars and another one and a half million uh, to the client Avenatti claimed to represent. These are the kinds of lawyers in many respects who are trying to take down Trump. Sleazeballs. And CNN puts them on their show, on their platform. But as CNN's story noted, Garagos has not been charged with a crime. Then why drop him? The CNN spokesperson did not respond when asked how long Garagos had been employed as a paid contributor. Why not? Why won't CNN tell us? Transparency. Garagos is a trial lawyer. has long commented on legal matters across major television networks. On the website for his firm, Garagos and Garagos... (laughs) Yes. Garrigós and Garrigós. Remember that Bob Newhart story? I'm uh, what was it? Dwayne was the guy's name or whatever it was. Dwayne and my brother Dwayne, whatever. Garrigós and Garrigós he writes, people have this idea that I only play a lawyer on TV but I'm in court every day. Most of the time there are no cameras, the only audience I need is the jury. Well, you may get that opportunity, Mr. Garrigós. That is to have the jury as your audience. The network also cut ties last week with economist Stephen Moore. Now, why are they throwing Steve Moore in here? Steve Moore's economist. The president said he's going to appoint him to the Federal Reserve Board. So they throw that in an article about this sleazeball. That's pretty pathetic. But then again, it's the Hollywood reporter, Jeremy Barr. That's two R's in Barr, by the way. My goodness. Now, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Given CNN's history in particular, but MSNBC, how do these people go back on TV and talk with a straight face about events? How do Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski go back on TV with any straight face and talk with any kind of authority about events in this country, particularly as they apply to this president? Their hate has consumed them. It has consumed them to the point where they are ridiculous. Now there's a long video history of their idiocy, of their inaccuracy. A long video history. How does Don Lemon go back on TV? How does, how does Chris Cuomo go back on TV? Have they no shame in any other industry, in any other business, if you conduct yourself in a way where you're this wrong about a client, this wrong about a customer, this wrong about a colleague, this wrong about a boss, consistently over a two-year period, your ass is fired. If all of you in your jobs, all of you in your businesses, whether you drive a truck, whether you run a multimillion-dollar corporation, if you so damage the reputation, your reputation or the reputation of the business. Because you are personally driven. You throw away your professionalism. You wouldn't even get a second chance. There is a long pattern of conduct by the American media. It didn't start with this president, but it has gone hyper crazy with this president. In which the media in this country are damaging freedom of the press, damaging our society. When these cable networks and others bring these guests, these experts on, they know exactly what they're doing. They knew Michael Avenatti was a sleazeball. He had court cases filed against him. All they had to do is look. They knew he was a sleazeball. But they wanted him out there to say the outrageous things he was saying. They wanted Stormy Daniels on there. Anderson Cooper did an entire interview with her. A porn actress who signed a non-disclosure agreement, violated the nondisclosure agreement. You even have judges ruling against her. But CNN didn't care. Any storm in the port, as they like to say. MSNBC doesn't care. Andrea Mitchell doesn't care. Brian Williams doesn't care. They don't care. And they're there to push a narrative. A narrative. You wonder why so many of your fellow Americans don't have the foggiest idea what's going on. Well, if they're just watching CNN or MSNBC, or they're just reading the New York Times and the Washington Post— Of course, they're never going to know what's going on. And as you will soon learn in the days and weeks and months ahead, this isn't the first time. This isn't the first time. And it won't be the last time. All right, let's see here. Let's see if my call screen's right. It's always a a crapshoot, as we like to say, in uh, Philadelphia. Curtis! Binghamton, New York, the great WNBF. Go. Mark, I am so
4: thankful for the work you do from the bottom of my heart.
0: Thank you, sir.
4: You're welcome. I wanted to comment on Comey. Uh, When Inspector General Horowitz uh, reported about McCabe, he cited him for a lack of candor, which violated FBI offense code 2.5, in which he did not fully disclose information he had. Now, when Comey told President Trump that the dossier existed and it was fallacious and unverified, he also committed the same lack of candor breach because Bruce Orr had already briefed Comey on the baseless nature of the dossier.
0: Mm-hmm. Said it was politically partisan. You might want to be careful. Yes. But they went ahead with it anyway. That's your point. And then they essentially concealed it dropped an ambiguous footnote in their initial FISA application. That's why everybody wants to see this FISA application.
4: Yes. So is not Comey also culpable for the same breach of candor?
0: Uh, Absolutely. And Comey has gotten away with a lot here. And that's why uh, you know, I hope Lindsey Graham isn't just uh, spouting off here. I hope he's serious about pushing for a special counsel. And it would really be up to Bill Barr to eventually do it. And he really needs to do it because this is really out of line. And I bet what we'll find, among other things, my friend, is that leading Democrats in Congress, who you hear now, Adam Schiff, Nadler, Pelosi, and all, either through their staff or directly, were up to their eyeballs in this. I'll be right back.
1: This is the Octagon of Talk Radio, The Mike Levin Show. Call him now at
0: 877-381-3811. What am I doing? What did you tell me just now? Oh, yes, indeed, Optima Tax Relief. Like nails on a chalkboard. It's tax season. If you have IRS debt, every tax ad you hear reminds you this could be the day the IRS nails you. You broke rule number one, don't mess with the IRS. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, even take your home. I'm going to give you my direct line to Optima Tax Relief. It's just for my listeners to ask about the Fresh Start Initiative, a direct number. One of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. A direct contact. Now, if you qualify, you could save thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the pros at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A plus rating, and they are resolved over one, and they have solved over one billion dollars in tax debt for their clients. And they will stand between you and the IRS, and they will fight to get you the best deal possible. Call now to see if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative. I'm telling you, they have the top tax experts, lawyers, former IRS officials, accountants. This is the place, Optima Tax Relief. They've been with me for years. They've been a sponsor for years. All the others, well, they've left. Or there's some newbies. Don't forget about them. Don't trust them. Optima Tax Relief. Here's the special number for you and my audience. 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. If you tell them Mark sent you, That would be a good thing, too. You'll get their attention. 800-499-6300. They are there to help you. They're there to help you, and the more the merrier. All right, Mr. Producer, I wanted to get to the President of the United States, who was with uh, the wonderful Prime Minister of Israel. When I see those two standing together, I am a proud person. The great things these two have done, Trump and Netanyahu, And they face the same domestic enemies, the hard left. The hard left is no different in Israel than in the U.S., than in Britain. These are very, very hateful people, very hateful people. They put party and power ahead of country. They damn well do. And here's Trump today. Cut, five, go.
6: Did this turn out to not be a witch hunt after all? You think Robert
2: Mueller did a... It's lasted a long time. We're glad it's over. It's 100% the way it should have been. I wish it could have gone a lot sooner, a lot quicker. Uh, There are a lot of people out there that have done some very, very evil things, very bad things, I would say treasonous things, uh, against our country. And uh, hopefully that people that have done such harm to our country. We've gone through a period of uh, really bad things happening. Uh, Those people will certainly be looked at. I've been looking at them for a long time, and I'm saying, why haven't they been looked at? They lied to Congress. Many of them, you know who they are. Uh, They've done so many evil things. Uh, I will tell you, I love this country. I love this country as much as I can love anything. My family, my country, my God... But what they did, it was a false narrative. It was, it was a terrible thing. Uh, we can never let this happen to another president again. I can tell you that. I say it very strongly. Uh, very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again.
0: He's so correct, which is why we need to get to the bottom of how this all came to be. I mean ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how else to say this. I've used the phrase silent coup. Now everybody uses that phrase. I have explained why from the earliest days. We had people who turned this country inside out. Abuse power like we've never seen before. They can talk about Nixon and Watergate. This makes Nixon and Watergate look like a picnic. Like a picnic. And it is a horrific thing that's taken place here. And the media still defend themselves for the most part. And now they're going to move on to obstruction in the House of Representatives. Here's a montage of Democrats, media types, and you can't even tell the difference. I won't even tell you the difference. They're all going to sound the same. And they're predictions. Listen to this cut four, and we hat tip Grabian. Go.
4: My takeaway is there's a very real prospect that uh, that he may be the first president uh, in quite some time to face the real prospect of jail time.
3: Do you agree with Congressman Adam Schiff, who is going to be the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, that President Trump could be uh, indicted and possibly face jail time after he leaves office? Yes. If we do the investigations,
2: the information is there. We're fiddling while Rome is burning. This
6: president needs to be impeached. I wouldn't be surprised after all of this is said and done that some people end up in jail. You know? And I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening. And that
8: people might go to jail.
4: You're exactly right. For the
8: that- rest of their lives. <laughs> No, I think they're all going to jail.
3: But you think some people are going to wind up in jail, not just one individual, but people, plural. Is that what you're saying? That's my impression, yes. It's not out of the question that a uh, Senate could convict on impeachment Mm. charges.
4: He has no idea
3: that right.
7: he's
4: going down. It certainly looks uh, like they are the kind of offenses uh, that would call for impeachment hearings. Absolutely, I think he can be
3: looked at and perhaps even charged with obstruction of justice. But at this point, uh, you're confident that at least some Trump associates will wind
6: up in jail. If I was betting, I would say yes. Do you think- of the day, if Trump chooses the country over his own family, is that a good thing, yeah. or would you rather him vice versa? Well,
7: I think they're all going to end up together in prison, and maybe that's a good. Oh my thing. God!
0: And he goes on, ladies and gentlemen. They think this is a big joke when it is an absolute disgrace. I was on the uh, Shannon Breen show yesterday. Uh, what show was I on? Saturday, uh, Fox and Friends uh, Sunday as well. I want to thank Pete. And Ed and Katie, uh, who let me speak when I go on to these shows. But I, let's start with this. Let's go to uh, my appearance on Shannon Breen's show, Cut to Go.
6: What do you make? I don't know if you got a chance to hear Professor Dershowitz. He thought it was a complete cop-out, he said, by the special counsel, to make this allusion to the fact that there was evidence on both sides of this argument about whether or not the, uh, the president was guilty of obstruction, but that he was going to leave it to the AG to make a determination. Do you think that was a cop-out?
0: Well, you know, I posted on this. No, I don't think it was a cop-out. I think he was a coward, and I'll tell you why. He didn't have a case. So think about this. What did he do to pursue obstruction? Did he subpoena the president of the United States to appear before a grand jury? No, he didn't. Did he take his case into the federal court on obstruction? No, he didn't. Did he fight it all the way to the Supreme Court? No, he didn't. He didn't pull the trigger on this, not because it was a cop-out, but because he didn't have probable cause. He didn't have a case, number one. Number two, collusion. The same chairman of these committees... We're now banging the drums and beating their chest. These are the same individuals who brought us to this point. With this the same prosecutor. And I do not respect this prosecutor at all. It took him two years to tell us there was no collusion. Two years, hundreds of interviews, grand jury testimony, on and on and on. He should have come to the microphone and told the American people months ago that there was no collusion. The drag a president of the United States through this People need to be held to account for this, including many of these people in the House of Representatives who show up on their airport sonar and radar systems and anywhere else they can appear to trash the president of the United States. He was called a traitor. He was called a spy. He's been called worse. And now they want to investigate other areas. So the facts are these. No collusion. certified. Period. No obstruction. If there was obstruction, then bring your damn case subpoena the president, take it all the way to the Supreme Court, he did nothing. What he did was utterly unethical, Mueller, on this issue. And I'll tell you why, Shannon. Leon Jaworski is the special prosecutor for Watergate. He specifically said he will not put in his report any information, any thoughts, any opinions about any American citizen who wasn't charged and didn't have an opportunity to defend themselves in court and a prosecutor required to meet the standard of beyond reasonable doubt to prove their crime. So when Mueller drops this stuff in a report, it should be dismissed. The attorney general and deputy attorney general stepped up. And under the rules that have been in place for 20 years, it's the attorney general who has the final judgment, not a prosecutor. So it is a big day for the president. The Democrats are glum and they need to be held to account. Everybody who was involved in dragging this nation through this, spending $40 million, destroying lives, staff around the president. And I would ask one other question on this obstruction, Shannon. How did he obstruct justice? The investigation went on. He didn't block a dollar from being spent. He fired Comey. Comey was replaced with a bureaucrat. FBI went on its merry way. Department of Justice went on its merry way. They spent money left and right, traveling all over the world, chasing phony leads. No collusion. There was no obstruction, period. No obstruction, period. But now there's an effort at obstruction, and that would be the Democrats, the rabid Soviet-type Democrats in the House of Representatives who are trying to undermine the criminal justice system, which is now spoken. Final clip. Cut three. Go. Go.
6: You talk about how they traveled the world, and we know that there were, I mean, thousands of subpoenas. There were hundreds of people who were uh, interviewed. There were pen registers where you can get, you know, phone records. There were all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, was it worthwhile for the president to be able to say, now look at the American people, they dug everywhere, they spent two years and all of this money, and I'm vindicated, so it was worth it?
0: When you bring up phony charges against an individual and they're vindicated... The vindication is good. The issue isn't whether it's worth it. it was, how did this information come to be? Why did the senior level of the FBI, senior level of our intelligence agency, senior level of the Department of Justice, the mass media push these stories, push these lies, push this narrative day in and day out, day out, and now zero, it's Zippo, nothing, nothing. And there was never anything. And the president of the United States, for all the Greek he takes, has been telling the truth from day one. I thought he was going to be indicted. I thought his son was going to be indicted. I thought his son-in-law was going to be indicted. I thought the whole family was going to wind up at Sing Sing when you listen to some of these legal analysts. I'm telling you, we have a big problem in this country, freedom of the press. It is a huge problem, not the fact of freedom of the press, but that we have individuals who do not respect the Constitution, who do not respect freedom of the press. And this is going to continue. And the American people should rise up And the American people should say, we have had enough of this, you're spending our money on opposition research, we know this is about 2020, and now we have members of Congress who are trying to interfere with the justice system. We're now gonna subpoena the Attorney General and the Deputy Attorney General and Mr. Mueller. Shannon, they have Article I powers in Congress. They do not have criminal investigative powers. It is not up to the executive branch to serve as an impeachment arm of the House of Representatives, to conduct investigations for them. And I would tell Mr. Schumer something. You have no right to grand jury information. You have no right to FBI notes. You have no right to certain classified information. Like it or not, just because you're a senator, don't hand us this issue of transparency. This is about justice and the rule of law, not transparency. Mark
1: lovin'.
0: Media Research Center, what an outstanding organization. You know, my good friend Brent Bozell at the Media Research Center is planning a trip I think you should consider signing up for. It's going to be a fabulous trip. They're going to the Mediterranean for an 11-day cruise starting on September 13th. You can get away from all this and just start to enjoy life a little bit and then come back and duke it out with them on the left. Now, the trip starts and ends in Rome and hits several Greek ports, Turkey, and some other areas as well. It's the perfect time of year to visit these places. Now, I really wish I could go, but if I went, then you would be mad at me. But you can go. Now, a lot of my good friends, a lot of friends who you'll get to make and meet, they're going to be there, like Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, Cal Thomas, Jason Chavitz, Joe Piscopo, Terry Jeffrey of CNS News, a great Great news site. And they're going to be announcing others soon, too. And you can see the full list at dot com. You've got plenty of access to the speakers during dinner, receptions, and Q&A sessions. This is where you make friends for life. And you'll get to meet over 100 patriots who love our country as much as you do. All the details are available at com. Or you can give them a call on their toll-free number, 888-MRC-TRIP. doesn't get easier than that. 888-MRC-TRIP. Now, they sold out last year, so if you think you want to go, don't put it off. 888-MRC-TRIP or com. You know, give yourself a break. you got to live your life a little bit, and this is the best way to do it. With some conservative superstars who I know you're going to enjoy on the 11-day trip, And uh, fellow citizens who you'll become best buddies with over time. And uh, your spouse will love it. I know, it'll just be absolutely fabulous. And MRC puts on a cruise like nobody else. MRCCruise.com Don't forget, in about a half hour, I will be on the Fox News Channel on Hannity TV. And I'm sure we'll enjoy it together. I hope you'll watch. Excuse me. Let's take some calls, shall we? I think we shall. Harry, Houston, Texas, the great KTRH. Go. Lower your radio, my friend. Get on the air. Go ahead. All right, we move on. Tony, that's the first rule on radio when you call.
3: How are you doing, sir?
0: How are you, sir? Franklin, Kentucky, the great WVLK country. Go. Hey,
3: um, we're WWTN. Uh, what I was going to say was... Well,
0: that, I was told WVLK, if you're WWTN, that's swell.
3: All right. Well, what what I was going to say was that uh, President Trump got didn't get any justice with this Mueller investigation. Uh, because if I understand a proce- special prosecutor's function is to gather facts to see if there is something there. First of all, if a crime is being committed, and if so, gather evidence to present before... Uh, before the Attorney General and possibly Congress to charge the President with no,
0: the no, 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 no.
3: Please inform me. I'm, I'm a, maybe the I'm a prosecutor's
0: lawyer. job is to gather evidence, and if he thinks there's a crime, is to bring it in a court of law.
3: Okay. Well, in this case, I, I feel like that what Mr. Mueller did was, even though there was no crime committed, and he knew there was one, what he essentially ended up doing was. Uh, Hampering President Trump's job and doing his job and being the president, and uh, tied up, tied up uh, resources that. So you
0: want Mr. Mueller to go to jail? I'm sorry, sir. What What are you seeking? What is your bottom line here?
3: My bottom line, I, my bottom line is that the Mueller investigation itself, it, it was a, it was a grand waste of time, but it did further his agenda, which was which was to paralyze. Trump
0: administration. And- look, look, Mueller was appointed under a legal process, and there were a lot of problems made in the legal process. But talking about how he slowed the president down, I agree with you completely. But now what are we going to do about it? Now it's time to find out how all this got started and to hold people to account. Isn't that your point?
3: Yes, sir. And then uh, is there is there something, in, in uh, I wonder in the, uh, the federal uh, justice statutes about possibly bringing false allegations against a federal official
0: not this one this 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 federal official didn't charge the president with anything and he's required to write a report what he did in my view is unethical but there's no federal criminal charge you can bring against him anyway sir thanks for your call don't forget hannity in a half hour we salute our armed forces police officers firefighters and emergency personnel and all you folks Thank you. I'll be here tomorrow. Big announcement, I hope, tomorrow. Have a wonderful evening. Good night.